Hi everyone, welcome to Solace. In this episode, I'm talking to the incredible Sophie about her journey with mental health and also a really exciting project that's coming up in her life. But I just wanted to give a disclaimer before the episode that we do talk about some very sensitive topics to do with mental health. So I really wanted everyone to be aware of this before listening to the episode. So thanks so much and enjoy. Hi everyone, welcome to Solace. My name is Iona and this is my podcast where I'm bringing light to social justice issues. I have an incredible guest and I'm so excited for this episode because it's one that I've been wanting to do for a long time but never really found the right person to talk to but I think I think I found the perfect person here in Sophie. Um, We're going to be talking about her journey with mental health and also the things that she does to advocate for mental health and she's also done something really exciting which we'll get into later but hi Sophie how are you? Hi uh, I'm really good so thank you so much for being here honestly can you tell us three fun facts about yourself so we can get to know you a bit? Okay um well I love to sing um, not that that's anything to do with mental health, but that's just, you know. <laughs> um, I have actually got brown hair instead of blonde hair, which surprises everyone. That is such a, I thought you were a natural blonde. Oh I do everyone thinks that. I know, honestly, it's actually tied in my mental health journey, but I've literally had my hair dyed since I was like 10. Really? <laughs> yeah, I go, don't even, it's actually awful. No, I'm not dying my hair. <laughs> like see, see when you every every time you dye your hair you just feel like a new person like yeah, the whole true. personality it's, everything I know <laughs> um, and then probably probably a third thing is I used to be like well you obviously know this but I used to be like a micro influencer and then I'm hoping to get back into it again so yeah those are so all so interesting oh my word you're something like, like a cool person like you just do so many different things like I'm I'm not a cool person I'm pretty bogged down no 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 no, no. <laughs> everyone's gonna disagree especially after hearing this episode but the name of the podcast is solace and that means light in Irish so what is something that has brought light into your life during the pandemic um I would I would definitely say for obviously again in time mental health but I I would struggle a lot with like accepting myself and stuff so what I actually sort of created this thing for myself over the first lockdown and then right through that whenever I get up in the morning I would like so I would like have to look in the mirror and like name three things I liked about myself so because that's just something I've always struggled with is like sort of like self-worth and everything like that so I would probably say that because I've actually found that doing things like that I actually like myself so much more than before because I've actually like sort of kind of like gently forced myself into those positions of having to be nicer to myself yeah I love that so much I think it's like hearing compliments from other people like when you get a compliment it's really nice but then yeah you don't believe it yourself and you don't like root yourself in that like statement then it's not really gonna make a difference to you so yeah. I love the way that you're like every day you're just like drilling into yourself positive kind of positive affirmations like things like that yeah. amazing and I, honestly if anyone's listening like I kind of want to try that I might be trying yeah. that tomorrow honestly, honestly you you should and pro- probably if I were to 
give like a bit of advice about it like do you or I don't know whoever's listening um that not to do it about appearance so more to do it about like your actual personality so for I find that so I was doing it at the start and I would always be like oh you look so beautiful but then it actually was ironic because then whenever I didn't feel that I looked beautiful that I wasn't good enough if that makes sense so then if you do it about your personality then you know that no matter how you're feeling about your appearance that day that your self-worth hasn't decreased so no that's that's really beautiful thank you so much for sharing that like I personality compliments are just like they just they make all the difference they're on a different level 100% top tier appearance like your appearance is always changing like no matter what like it's just that's gonna happen but like your personality like you're always going to be the same person you might change in maturity or learn new things but like you're always going to be like deep down the same person like that's great to know that like you just love who you are like that's just so beautiful and thank you so much um so the topic of this episode is mental health and you have had your own experiences obviously mental health I think we need to first like start with like mental health everyone has mental health it's just yeah, people are different different ends of the spectrum um and exactly. of if you have like a diagnosed mental health disorder or if you're struggling with different things but like everyone needs to know that you have mental health and it needs to be taken care of but so yeah. you have had your own journey with mental health and I was honestly just take as long as you need to like describe and explain to us your journey with mental health um well it's definitely gonna be my longest answer um, <laughs> don't worry I'm sitting back I'm ready um, I so I would probably say my my journey with mental health started when I was a point goodness it must be like nine or ten which is which is actually very early for a lot of people wouldn't start to comprehend things like mental health so soon but I so there's there's different um there's different kind of areas that I've struggled with my mental health so on one has always been like my body image and then on the other one has been like my personality which so I'll I'll talk about I'll talk about the body image side first and then like back to the personality but after so probably probably to do with body image I so not not obviously that she would have ever meant to but growing up um my mom would always be in like different diets and stuff like that so and I think so I sort of it kind of sunk into me a bit like learned behavior and then I ever since I've been little I've just always had like an actually bigger body shape like literally since I was tiny so it's always been something I've had to comprehend do you know I mean because I've never I've never been that person who was thin as such so then I think watching that and then looking at myself and then looking at other people and being like oh well you don't look like other people you know then my my mind even from like a young age is you know link those two together um and then so yeah, probably stemmed from late primary school. And then I think, so I done my first proper diet when I was 11, which looking back, I'm like, that's awful. <laughs> you know, 
that do you know what I mean that that's not like healthy for anyone it should be like a healthy lifestyle but not a diet yeah so but and I think so I I think over that year I maybe I dropped two or three dress sizes I know Aww. so then whenever I by the time I was going into like second year and like considering I was only about 12 at this age that so I was getting all the like all these different types of compliments from everyone being like oh you look amazing you've lost so much weight and and then it sort of reaffirmed in my mind that oh but you you weren't interested in me before you know you you, you didn't think I looked nice before so then then I it's awful it's this like vicious cycle just continued to build and then I think there's there's definitely been points at my journey I would definitely say I probably had like on diagnosed eating disorder patterns at the very least you know for I think when I was about 13 because I was just I was just living on all these different compliments everyone was giving me and I actually got to the stage where I was eating about five pieces of ham and a cereal bar on my dinner a day and that was because I couldn't get away with not eating my dinner because I had to eat it with my parents and do you know what I mean and like looking back I'm like that's awful you know and and obviously for me I like drop so much weight but because I'm naturally do you mean like my body's just naturally a bigger shape even at that stage I was still like a 10 or a 12 so then other people still thought I was big if that makes sense even though comparatively for me I was tiny so and then again my my weight was just like a yo-yo and then my body image and self-worth it was just everything was just so linked for me that if my weight went up my self-worth went down so then I think then again sort of like put on loads of weight after because I realized I was doing this really unhealthy thing and then I was like oh no but now I look awful and then it happened again so you, you know you can definitely see a pattern starting to occur and then again like the same and same in like fifth year I was like living on spinach like literally I was like spinach and ham again ironically <laughs> um, even, I, I don't know why ham to be honest um but whereas so when whenever it's got to before the first lockdown I have been in a relationship with my well he's my boyfriend now but that'll we'll get into that for it's all interlinked but so I my mental health had really dropped at that point um I think at that point sorry just having a mouthful of water but um um Again, I'll say another probably trigger warning. Um, but I was like self-harming and I had suicidal thoughts and it was like a, a really difficult period. Oh, um, and I sort of got to the stage where I realised that I became codependent on Mark and that he was actually more like my care of my mental health and my boyfriend. 
and it was and obviously no he he was so good about it and he was so supportive but it was awful because like I I would tell him that I had ended up cutting myself and he couldn't tell anyone you know and <laughs> so I had got to the stage where I was like you know that this isn't fair on him it's not fair on me it's not good for me um so I kind of bit the bullet and um I talked to Mark and said you know I need to have a break for my mental health here you know that this isn't right for either of us and you're right I really do need help um so that was was it March 2020 and then so we we broke up on the 1st of March and then we went into lockdown on the 21st um and thankfully so I think the, the day after we broke up I booked a doctor's appointment and then two weeks after I went to the doctor's appointment and finally admitted to my mum that I had been self-harming and I had had suicidal thoughts and said the same to the doctor and got well I had already been diagnosed with anxiety at that point and then got diagnosed for depression and finally medicated which was um amazing turning field <laughs> I don't think that's the expression but no no I is it, it's like a turning point yeah um and then obviously the the lockdowns I really just I spent so much time just focusing on, on myself and I definitely wouldn't say that I'm 100% better and I think for me I never will be 100% better and it's just unfortunately it's just the way I am but now I, I sort of take it as I don't know I sort of take it as it's like this hidden strength I have in that because I'm able to like empathize and be so more gentle so much more gentle with people whereas you know other people they haven't been through things like that obviously as much as they can try because they've never been in that position it's going to be very hard for them to understand that um so that's that's probably the body image side of it um and as you can definitely tell from that that's definitely it's like a thing I like have to cope with on a daily basis um and then then the personality side of it oh so much of it honestly no don't worry honestly this is a really a really important question because I think people are going to be really being able to empathize with you with your journey and also people who've been through the same things are actually going yeah. to be able to relate so this is really important so take as long as you need thank you and uh, honestly hopefully I do because I obviously again linked it later on and like the podcast but like that's why I do my Instagram too because mm -hmm. it's so important actually being honest and other people knowing they're not alone and feeling like that because it, it's such horrible things to feel and if you know someone else feels like that it's just a wee bit easier yeah um so with with like the personality side um again probably from whenever I think maybe even younger maybe like eight eight or nine I've always had this thing where it's like 
I had this feeling that my brain like worked slightly differently um and like for instance I would like say if I was having a conversation with someone I it's really weird I would like like rapidly analyze their emotions and the reaction and their tone and it's like my brain is constantly going um and I just found that my personality was so different and that uh like as as I went from like Loughborough's my primary school in Regent where I went for as obviously you know grammar school um then I found that because how, how nice I was, my personality was so like unusual that I would, I was like teased and like made fun of for like how nice I was. Um, and I actually purposely started trying to be less nice to people. So I would blend in more and draw less attention to myself. And like obviously again, like looking back, I'm like, to me that that's awful like that's your biggest strength is how kind you are but obviously whenever you're so much younger and in the middle of it you know you, you don't see it like that you just want to be normal um which obviously now I, I can say everyone's their own different version of normal but you know yeah. do you know what I mean I'm sure you were exactly the same Definitely. with your things that you know you just I don't, I don't know what it is that causes it, but everyone definitely does have their own thing that makes them think, oh, I'm so weird. I'm so, yeah. I just want to be normal. I just want to blend into the background. And, but yeah, like uh, everything to do with like how, how like nice I was. And then I'm like a very, very creative person and I'm very like spontaneous and quite quirky. And as I said about like I, like process emotional things very fast um no it's good that so I was actually um talking with my mom one night just out of curiosity and we were like for I had heard somewhere that ADHD presents itself differently in girls than it does to boys but I didn't know how so we went on to a site the site on NHS for it and honestly the the symptom well not symptoms but the signs of like the personality traits and everything it it genuinely sounded like it was describing me like and everything just and it just finally clicked I was like it all makes sense now you know my brain does actually work differently you know so at at the minute I'm I'm sort of in the process of trying to you know confirm whether it is ADHD for definite or whether it's something similar but it's it's weird how I used to be so self-conscious of that yeah whereas now I actually embrace it you know and I kind of think oh my my ADHD is like one of my strengths and it makes me makes me kind and quirky and creative and you know and I think think definitely for people listening to this that sometimes whenever you're in the middle of the hard periods it's hard to find positives out of those things just seem like complete crap you know yeah but I think even still it's really important that you do just take a minute and think you know whether it's God or the universe or whatever 
you, your whoever's listening to this, believes in that. Do you mean there's some reason that you're going through what you're going through, and it's going to bring you something beautiful sometime in the future? But it's sort of just a surprise waiting to happen. So, yeah, um, I would, I would definitely say that's most of my mental health journey, and then obviously we'll be talking about like the yeah being diagnosed and the questions. So. Yeah, longest question answer ever. No, thank you so much for sharing that. That was so brave. And like, just, I know people are going to relate to that in such a stark way. And just, you're you're so brave for sharing that. Thank you so much. And it's just going to help this episode move along. I think people knowing what you've gone through and why you do what you do is going to just make it so much more understandable for people. Yeah. Obviously, you've talked about your journey with mental health. Um, and you talked a little bit about your diagnosis, but what was the thing that led you to be diagnosed? Because this, um, for people who don't really know, is a very big decision and it's a big turning point yeah. for people who experience yeah. mental health problems. It's a very hard thing to do to ask for help. Yeah, it's one of the hardest things you may yeah. ever have to do. It's the hardest thing for the best, like for the best reasons. Like to, mm-hmm. it's so hard, but then when once you do it, your life has changed forever but what is the thing that led you to be diagnosed I just had it hit me that I I hated who I was I would still have moments like that now you know it's so much better but I I think I hated everything about me so um I think I I liked how kind I was um and that was the extent of it and I was like you deserve more than this you know this isn't a life worth living I just knew that something needed to change um and a couple of weeks after that um I just had this like moment for before I was not a Christian I never believed in God in my life and I just there was just something that happened and I was like I finally think God's real like and it it was just like this really magic sensation and it it felt like there was there was someone invisible standing behind me just helped me along and it kind of I think that push of strength and then everything like that it just I was like okay not not is the time this do you mean because like I I do think that I've had depression for a long time I just was always so afraid to go and get it diagnosed because it's even now although it's so much better it's such a stigmatized thing and although I've grown to sort of love it in a way that it's also it's still looked at as like an embarrassment by some people when it's it's really not you know um but yeah I would I would definitely say that that's what led me to be diagnosed and for anyone listening as well who you know was in that similar situation that it is the hardest thing honestly it probably was one of the hardest things I did um, breaking up with Mark and going to the doctors and being honest with my mum about everything like that but 
it really did change my life and it, it is so hard but it's so worth it yeah. you know and I literally view my life you know as before that point and after because it's a different life you know and it is for anyone struggling with mental health and who thinks they maybe do it is the best decision you will ever make being brave enough to go to the doctor and whether you want to be medicated or not medicated that's completely up to you I find so for I have so I have like chemical depression as well situational that means that so it's genetic in my family so no matter what is happening around me it's likely that I'll always have depression so hence I do you mean I, I need the medication yeah. to help balance out these chemicals but you know everyone's different and mm. has a different situation and some people more suffer with situational depression where that is what's happening around you is what is affecting you not that that is any easier they are both as hard as each other but obviously for that you're better finding more natural you know coping mechanisms whereas with chemical and situational you need yeah. a balance or at least that's what I find but honestly it is the best decision you'll make for anyone listening and relating Thank you so much for listening to part one of Sophie's episode. Part two is going to be out at a later date. I will be updating on the Instagram at Solis Podcast. But thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.